Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Jordan. Uh, thank you for joining us for the first episode, the inaugural, inaugural episode of the UFTA podcast, season one, episode one. You are here with me and you are joined by coach extraordinaire, super coach, Emily O'Connor. Hey guys, what's going on? We're happy to be here finally to bring this project uh, to life. If you saw our announcement post that Jordan put up, uh, we've been talking about it for quite a bit. So I think we're excited to just dive in and talk all types of topics with you uh, over the course. So laying out the episodes, you want to take it away? Yeah, I'm watching this on Masters Thursday, and I just watched Tiger miss a par putt. So Ooh. yeah, that's that's <laughs> kind of what we have going on right now as I'm doing both things at once. But yeah, we ultimately, guys, we had Unity Fitness had a podcast before. We did it on Facebook as a live show. We're not doing this as a live show. We can do some live stuff here and there, but we... We covered a lot of information, but it, it kind of felt more of like you were in a lecture at a college, right? And and I didn't want that. And I wanted something with personality, with character, with charisma, that honestly from my end was I, I could be unapologetically unapolog- unfiltered, right? And I, I got that word screwed up like six times in a row yesterday. Um, and I think for me to be at my best, to give you guys the best information, I need somebody else here with me. And... I. I asked Emily to do this, who has her own show and does her own content um, on her social media stuff, but I needed her to bounce things off of and make this show truly come to life the way I wanted it to. No, yeah, I agree. I think we kind of bounce ideas off each other where you bring a lot of that science and where the um, previous podcast really excelled in bringing a lot of research and a lot of science. I think when it's two people, uh, like an insight into our training conversations on the floor where we can just kind of go back and forth and still bring the science, but perhaps through our talking it out with each other, relate it to you guys in such a way that makes it a little bit easier to understand where it really doesn't feel like you are in a lecture hall as much. 100%. And I I think Emily and I work out together on Mondays and we train, we, we train together on Mondays at a certain time so we can kind of just talk shop as we're as we're training right and I think some of our best ideas for certain things have happened on the floor where my best ideas for certain things outside of the gym have happened with my wife Mandy with beers in hand right so two of my favorite things in the world are gym lifting weights strength training and beers and the best ideas like I feel like I'm in my most zen when I'm doing those both things obviously at certain levels right but that's that's what I wanted I wanted to take the conversations that Emily and I were having and certain things uh, and help you guys create solutions for your life. And, and now Emily and I can almost have those conversations out loud and you guys get to have the benefits, which I'm hoping that we get to have those same conversations on here through different topics as we go through. Yeah, I'm sure that's where most of our topics will probably come from and brainstorming no and doubt. all the things, right? No doubt about it. So how the show is going to run, we wanted to give you a surprisingly fresh take on certain things going on in the world through health, fitness, everything in between. Our goal here at Unity Fitness is to try and help people uh, live their best life outside of the gym by what we do in the gym. And uh, we don't want people to have to come to the gym every single day and do things 
at 100% every single day. We want you to live your life the way you want to live it. There's obviously certain things that we have to help you with, uh, that we coach people with to, to get them dialed into that, and it's different for everybody. But we wanted to bring this podcast that, again, a fresh take on certain specific topics, um, you know, trending fitness topics, uh, fitness videos, fitness competitions, challenges, nutrition information. Uh, obviously, our general topic, our main topic that we're going to be having each episode, and then also bring in local authority, expertise, owners that help us complete the show and well round, uh, keep the show well rounded with. Uh, everything locally that you can do in this lacrosse area uh, that will help you live this best life. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited to dive in each topic by topic uh, and really kind of bring in that fresh take that might just make you say oofda one time or two as you go. So hopefully we can uh, we can do that through well, why don't all we, the things. Well, yeah, why don't we bring up the, the whole oofda thing. I mean, oh, yeah. how did that get started? And and why are we using UFDA as our podcast name now? <laughs> um, I don't remember. I know it started from a class. I don't remember what class, but I know it's been a joke for a while with the UF being Unity Fitness. Uh, and then if you're in the Midwest from the Midwest, UFDA is the, is the thing you say when surprised, shocked, uh, when you just completed a really hard workout or a really hard exercise, just ugh, oofda, like that was hard or that was surprising. Um, and our podcast, I think, is going to do just that uh, in a lot of ways. So, Yeah, I think it started, I, I'm, I'm looking for the post that I had of it now and I can't even find that. But I think it started, I think K, uh, KC was okay. the first member that said it, but then Coach Casey also said it, yes. right? And it stemmed from the, the whole oof, uh, woofda thing. Um, that's very well known in our area, but we started using it more and more in here and then it became the oofda thing and then it kind of started becoming a thing, got it on a shirt, but that's the whole thing, like shock, surprise, you know, used as an exclamation, used instead of a swear word, um, but also in a positive way, right? So it it only made sense for us to put it in to a, a podcast name and I can't even remember who told me to do that either, but somebody brought that up as well and I was like, oh, that'd be a great idea. Like, of course we should do that. And... Here we are doing that. I still can't find it. I'm looking really quick here, and I thought it was going to be easier to pull up, yeah. but it is not. Yeah, I know. I remember Casey talking about it. Yeah, yeah. It was a... Gosh, I didn't think I made that post that long ago, but here I... I yeah, I literally can't find it. Anywho, I'll, I'll find it as we go through, and then we'll we'll figure it out from there. But let's get started. What are, what are, we, what are we talking about today? What's the, what's the fitness trend or fitness topic we're going to discuss in this first episode? Yeah, so our trending fitness topic um, comes from my sister, actually, was just asking me about walking, and she has gotten me into TikTok, she loves TikTok, and trending on TikTok at the moment are quote-unquote hot girl walks, and she was asking me if walking is really kind of all it's cracked up to be, if you will, if all these walks can hold all the benefits that TikTok says that they do. Uh, and while I am very appreciative she's coming to me for the advice and not taking the advice of TikTok, uh, in this case, a lot of the benefits that she was asking me about are actually true. So when we dive into walking, it's often overlooked as like, oh, I'm just going to walk around. And when in reality, I think there's so much more benefit behind it that people might not see from a physical side, from a movement side, from a mental health side of things. 
uh, where we can really dive in and make some progress in just simply walking that's accessible really almost anywhere. I think you nailed so many things right there, saying all the benefits of walking, how easily accessible and how easily done it can be. Anybody can literally do it. Uh, obviously, there's certain circumstances that we can work around, but it's it's the most underrated form of exercise out there. It has always been the most underrated form of exercise out there. It's funny that this is becoming a trending topic because of social media again. And now it's like, oh, I never thought walking. Like somebody on TikTok posted it. Now everyone's like, oh, really? Like walking? Like walking? Where usually you'll see these crazy classes, these burpee challenges, these high intensity interval, whatever. You have to work hard and blah, blah, blah. You know, all this stupid bullshit that's out there that then gets people hurt or just looks too hard that just deters people away from the fitness industry when we can literally just keep walking. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice because I think in the walking term, it doesn't really necessitate having to walk for any specific length of time, right? Five minutes, especially if you can get outside deep breathing while you do it, can be just as beneficial and a little mental break from your day, a little physical break, a little movement, standing up instead of sitting down as a, hey, I have an hour. I'm just going to go walk around, stroll around my neighborhood, put on some music, listen to a podcast, walk in silence. Uh, Either way, whatever you choose to do it, I think there's benefits in any length of time. So it's not something where you have to feel like you need to set apart an hour plus of your day to go do it. You can just go out for five minutes and come back and get right back to what you're doing before. The best way you can build endurance and, and train the strongest muscle in your body, the heart, is by walking, right? It's it's the steady state endurance, it's heart health. You train the hardest muscle, the strongest muscle, uh, and you just have to do it by taking your steps. So many people, sure, high intensity interval can give me a higher VO2 max and create a better aerobic and anaerobic, and I can go all day on the science behind it, but walking is still king, and not enough people do it. They'll find some other excuses to do it. We just gotta, we just gotta take more steps. And Alan Cosgrove, he, he's my coach. He's he's one of my favorite people in the world, one of the smartest fitness human and humans in the world. He's kind of the first guy that would be dubbed maybe like the first fat loss strength coach. He works still with a lot of people that are doing fat loss and he and he has a post that actually just came out today or the day before called a get out of cardio free card. And that's if you can get those 10,000 steps a day in, you don't have to necessarily work on cardio. So 10,000 steps is kind of the goal. You know, Just a few years ago it was 7,500. Well, we need to do more now. We just need to do more, and, and it's 10,000, right? So that's a, that's a huge way to not, not be able to do cardio as well because walking is cardio. It does help with all of those things. It also fulfills a lot of the NEAT category, that non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Even though it can be considered exercise for a lot of people, it can still fulfill that. And that's the thing, like your total steps in a day and the movement that you do outside of the gym still remains king in terms of like how many calories you burn throughout the day too. It's You spend an hour in the gym, you can burn 500, but you're burning 1,500 outside of the gym just from being alive, right? So there's a lot more opportunity there. Absolutely, and I think sometimes that's where walking can get passed up as like, oh, we're not burning as many calories, right? And that's where we kind of have to reframe that mindset and maybe think like, oh, am I choosing my workouts that will help me make the most progress in the long term? Or am I choosing the workouts that are going to get me that short-term calorie burn. And that's where walking can fit that long-term category, like Jordan was talking about, with the heart health and that long-term effect of having those neat calories added in to your daily calorie expenditure versus like, oh, I went out and 
crush my body in this super high intensity burpee challenge crushed but then it took three days and I couldn't move and I was sore and tired and all the things right so kind of finding ways to continue to move in ways that feel good for you uh, in that moment as well as pay off in the long term they don't just crush you for three days after you're done doing them 100% I mean we just can we just need to walk more we need to we need to value it more um, it'll still remain an underrated exercise for a long time we need to use our glutes more when we walk like your butt should work when you walk right so learning how to walk properly is a big thing too but that's that's something that for another day but we just need to walk more like it's it's the easiest thing you can do and, and, and literally almost everybody everybody and everybody can do it so uh, definitely, definitely do it more. Get some buddies involved, some friends involved, and and get it done. What what did she call it? the hot? What what what, oh, she, what was the name of it? On on TikTok, they're called hot girl walks. Hot girl walks. They're supposed to be like it's a female thing, but yeah. I'm sure you can take hot guy walks and hot whatever walks, or just walk outside. <laughs> yeah. Or inside. So it's like hot yoga. Yeah. So you to put the word hot in front of it, then it becomes cool. I guess I. I no offense whole, to hot yoga. There's a whole aesthetic that goes along with yeah. it that I'm okay. not. Okay, so we're gonna make sure we use hashtag Hot Girl Walks when we post this. Okay. <laughs> get some more. Get some more. Get listens. some engagement. <laughs> cool. So that's today, or that's this episode's trending fitness topic and fitness uh, challenge video, if you will. Um, let's talk nutrition. Let's go to that nutrition segment now. We want to try and cover this some like a little five minute segment each episode on something nutrition that's valuable, that helpful for for, uh, for yourself. Um, and stuff that we coach people on every day that we know is valuable as well. Uh, just talking to Emily about this before the show today, I wanted to really touch base on meal prep because that's a conversation that I'm having a lot with our clients at the gym lately, and then she coincidentally just did a post about it this morning, and I liked what she had to say, so we're kind of piggybacking off of that, which is totally fine. You're going to see us do that again, um, and that's and that's meal prepping, and we'll go over why it's so important. So M, why, why is, why is meal prepping so important in, in the scope of like what you do and what you coach? Yeah, I think meal prepping can be both super intimidating for a lot of people and looked at as this like all day in the kitchen event, but at the same time, it can yield so many more benefits and it doesn't have to take all day. So when we prep our meals, we're simply taking the time ahead of meal time, ahead of those times when we're absolutely hungry and ravenous, we just open the fridge and take whatever's in it. When we plan and we prep, we allow ourselves to set up for success so we have those things ready to go. It can also be a little bit of a time saver too. So if we have a busier week, uh, having those meals ready to go and prepped can, again, save us time on the back end, not have to do dishes. I hate doing dishes during the week personally, so I try and prep a lot of different things so that I'm able to then combine them so I don't have to do the dishes when I get home from work or worry about what I have to eat. I just have to open the fridge and I know that I've already made the decision before I'm tired at the end of my day. The big thing that happens is that people look at it as this big daunting task and they look at all the things that they have to do and then instead of looking at all the things they are, rather than, yeah, so they look at all the things they have to do and instead of actually doing any of it, they just choose to do none of it. And then they go back in that same boat again. When literally 30 minutes of meal prep could save you hours during the week, plus it helps you choose that, that choice that's easier to make for you when it's time to make that choice of pulling something out of the fridge that's, even if it's just pre-chopping your vegetables or 
separating out some of your fruit or if it's just cooking. The, the, the thing that we usually do, Mandy and I usually do, is just pre-cook our proteins. Like then, then we can we can combine that with almost anything else we have. Um, we make casseroles. Like I just made a casserole last weekend for the first time. It did take me a little bit longer, but it was my first time ever making it. And then after I made it, I was like, ooh, next time I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. So it's going to be way faster. It's going to be 30 minutes of prep instead of an hour and 20. Right. And in that. But again, it can be a big task. It should not ta- have to take you all day. Split it up into multiple days. Use the, use the days that work best for you. Usually Sunday's a good one. But you just need to do it enough to be successful, right? You don't have to be perfect. You just have to do enough. And I think that's a big thing for people to understand. For sure. I like what you said there about cooking your protein ahead of time. That's one thing that I really like to have people focus on is planning that meal around protein because that's often where that's the hardest macronutrient to grab and go. So when we think about macronutrients, we have protein, carbs, and fats. Carbs and fats are super easy, right? We can easily cook up some pasta, some rice. We can chop a potato, roast that. We can throw you know, from the fat side of things, throw an avocado, some mixed nuts. Those are all great options. Even cooking the potatoes in olive oil or another avocado oil, right? Two birds, one stone there. Whereas protein, we sometimes struggle because either it has to be cooked almost all of the time, right? Unless we're going to use like a protein shake or a protein bar. But having that cooked ahead of time can really allow you to build the meal so that you make sure it's in it. And whereas most people struggle to get protein and they struggle to find options for protein, when we already have those options available, all of those meals then become easily protein-centric, regardless of what else you have in the house or what else you want to prep. Yeah. I mean, you said it all right there. Your post today has four tips for people Mm -hmm. before they meal prep. And it's to help them make it easier. It's to help take a lot of the a lot of those thoughts. If you just take a second to think about those four things, it'll help make everything else easier for them. Do you know what those four things were off the top of your head? Um, I do know what they are off the top of my head, but I also wrote them down, so I'm also looking at them on the computer screen, which oh, I'll perfect. totally fess up to. One of them is planning around protein. Um, so I kind of just talked about that one. My other one kind of piggybacks off what you said as well, Jordan, is having those go-to recipes. So you talked about making a new casserole. It took you quite a bit of time, but in the future, that could probably go into what I would classify as like a go-to recipe where you know the ingredients you need to buy, you know approximately the quantities you need to buy them in. You could probably do it without a list. You know how much you need to get of all the things, and it takes 20 to 30 minutes to fully cook, prep, prepare. Other things for me that go in this category are my go-to lunch of chicken thigh, sweet potato, and broccoli. I've had it probably every day for lunch uh, for years, and that's I love it. I switch up the seasonings sometimes, but I know then when I go to the store how much broccoli I need to buy, how many sweet potatoes I need for five lunches for my week. Um, other ones like sheet pan meals for me, crock pot meals, those types of things all easy. fall in. Yeah, easy stuff. So easy. Have those go-to recipes, and then if you have a weekend where you're like, you know what, I don't actually have a ton going on, that's the time to experiment to kind of add in then those newer recipes, liven up what you've been eating, those types of things go in there. The other part about meal prep is you just said there, when you find stuff that works for you and you know it works for you, you, you can continue to build a pattern, you just get better and faster and more efficient with it, and you know how to do it, and you can do it quicker, you can do it in a, in a, in a, you know, a moment's notice, basically. 
where then you know what works for you. So then if you are including anything new, it's maybe one or two new recipes every couple weeks that you can then incorporate into your regular routine. And at the end of the day, we're all usually eating the same things anyway, even if we say like, I don't like leftovers or I don't like eating chicken every day. Well, you still do it. Like we all still kind of do it. So there, there's, there's, a, there's a pattern there that you have. You might not just be aware of it yet, but there is a pattern of the same foods that you eat. So even just meal prepping some of that for yourself will help too. 100%. And I think that goes into one of my other tips is writing it down, right? A lot of times we don't, in the moment when we have something that's really delicious or we have something that works really well, we're like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to remember that. That definitely worked super well. And we don't remember it. We can't remember it. We There's a million other things, right? So having a note, like I have a note in my phone of like meals I liked. If I have like, if I pull them out of a cookbook, I'll write in the cookbook um, and say like, oh yeah, this one worked really well for me, super easy, whatever the notes I need to remember are. And writing those things down, I also keep like, if I have a meal out to eat and I'm like, ooh, I could like recreate that at home and cook it with less grease, more, you know, maybe more vegetables included, whatever it might be. I'll kind of pull those, I'll pull flavor combinations that I really liked um, of different spices. Like if I have a seasoning that was really good, I'll try and kind of put that together. So that's where I kind of get some ideas. And just having that note of like, oh, these are the things I already know I like, instead of having to go to Google and being like, what do I want to make today? It just saves so much time. Yeah, and to be honest, guys, it's meal prepping is a thing that we hear a lot from other people. Oh, if I would have meal prepped, I would have been so much better. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have time to meal prep, and even if you don't have a half an hour, like that's when that's when those pre-prepped meals, not even the Blue Apron stuff that you, because you still have to send it and make it. And if you don't have time to do any of that, that's where the pre-prepped meals, like the Freshlies, the Factors, mm-hmm. the um, the other one that I can't think of right now, the Trifecta, that's when those would come into play. And, and you, you can utilize those to help you stay on track with your goals. You can tailor them to your diet type, your, your preference. You can Some of them will let you pick which meals you want coming in each week. You can get very customized with it as well. Uh, that's when those would come into play. If you, can't, if you can't meal prep at all, like that's when you gotta go to those. Yeah, absolutely. Those can be an awesome resource to just like have on hand. Um, in, in like some of them come frozen, right? You can keep them in the freezer, order them and save them for when you need them like even if you don't need them then you know like oh i have that prepped if you get in a pinch um so just to have those on hand as well yeah 100 percent. So. so meal prep what you can do right you might not need to go crazy but you need to you need to meal prep at least a little bit to help you be prepared absolutely i think that's last tip is just focusing on those big things right having the things you know work not worrying about you know oh what about sweet potatoes versus regular potatoes or whatever the the small nuances are right kind of focusing on like hey i know that if i eat more vegetables i feel better eat more vegetables what that vegetable is like broccoli versus green beans right not a debate just eat what you like kind of simplify that out and just remove that mental hassle of focusing on all those small things 100 percent, 100 percent so that kind of brings us to the to the main topic we don't have a local representative today we are your local representative of the lacrosse area so what we wanted to do on this is why should you listen to emily and myself for the next however many episodes that we do and uh, just giving you a little bit more background about us how we got into the industry 
um, everything in between uh, of that. And, and some of you have heard the story from me before. I've talked about it a little bit on the previous podcast. I've been on other podcasts where I've talked about it. Emily's talked about it in, in, at links to certain platforms as well. But we wanted to give you a fresh start on us and, and what we're going to be covering based on who we are, what we are, and, and why we work well together. But um, I, I'm going to save Emily for last because I'm, I'm going to ask her some questions. I'm going to kind of end on that big, on that high note. So, and, and plus you've already heard mine, so I can say a little bit quicker. But I, I originally got into the industry, so I started about 10 years ago as, a, as, a, as, a, as an official personal trainer. I started at a local gym here, Snap Fitness, as an independent, quote unquote, independent contractor. We weren't, but we were. And, and I originally went to school for athletic training or some sort of like biomechanical engineering um, that was supposed to be pre-physical therapy or athletic training. Well, school didn't go so well for me. Um, had a rough time in college uh, with certain aspects of my life going through it and then um, just kind of not really thinking I wanted, I, I, didn't, I wasn't quite sure, right? I wasn't fully committed is, is, the, is the short answer. Well, when I was working into getting into physical therapy school, um, for the third time, I was taking independent research and independent classwork at UWL. Um, and for those of you that don't know, when you're in grad school and you choose independent, financial aid does not cover that. So I had to pay off the bills, right? So my job at Pepsi took over. So if I wasn't studying and doing research in the lab at UWL, at University of Wisconsin-La Crosse, I was working at Pepsi at like four and five in the morning, three in the morning, and sometimes for big sale weeks, uh, getting home at like five or six p.m. and basically crashing. And like the the lifestyle was not great. And then I figured I should probably do something with that lifestyle towards what I'm trying to aim for, thinking that it's going to help build my resume. So I got a personal training certification and I started personal training. And I, immediately from day one, I got to shadow my my first ever mentor, uh, Randy Erickson. He was the head trainer at Snap. I got to cha- uh, shadow him basically working with one of his premier clients and uh, looking at the woman do those things. I'm like, oh my gosh, this lady's 60 plus years old and she's like the bionic woman. Like, this is crazy to see what she's doing. And this is like, this is nuts. Like I thought this stuff was only, you know, existing in movies and for special certain people and, and everything else like that. I didn't realize like there was this much power in fitness, which was sucky because when I got into college, um, my freshman year, later in my freshman year, Fitness was the reason why I even gained confidence and got in better health then because I actually took the gym seriously. I hated going to the gym in high school. I would actually be the guy that would sign up for the morning stuff for practice or for the quote-unquote required weight room sessions, and I'd sneak out the back door. And uh, sneaking out the back door, I would then go to the small gym and I I, I would play basketball. And basketball is ultimately what kept hurting my knees and limited me on what I was able to do in terms of basketball stuff. And, and I pursued physical therapy. That's kind of why physical therapy was always in the, in the uh, college ranks of things. Um, but as I got into the fitness industry and saw how powerful it was, I, I realized like there's this whole other end of the spectrum where we can see people before they're hurt, before they're at their worst, if you will, and we can help people avoid that injury altogether. And I went back to my uh, self-dubbed advisor from independent study grad school stuff, uh, Dr. Wilson, who I believe is still at UWL. He's a chemistry teacher. He was my biochem professor. Um, and he's like, hey, physical therapy is not going anywhere. Like, try this out. If it doesn't work out, you can always come back into physical therapy. And plus, you'll take a, your mind off of it for a semester at least, 
well, took my mind off at first semester, dropped out of the physical, the, the grad school stuff, and obviously never looked back. Fast forward 10 years, now the owner of Unity Fitness, we're going on year seven. I've got as much continuing ed certification and investment as I probably did in school, it seems like. like, like I, I think it's, it's over $70,000 of investment in total education that I have alone in school, and that is including my, my education, my higher levels of education and certifications, it's everything. Um, and I realized, like, obviously I'm a lifelong learner, but becoming that lifelong learner, I wanted to make sure I could continue to help people in however they needed ways, and I wanted to be more efficient and more effective in how to help them. But that's, that's kind of the long story short, you know, coming from a guy who hated the gym. I mean, capital H, hated the gym in high school. Um, knew it was important for a little bit, and then I just got intimidated, right? I didn't have the confidence to go in there with my friends and see what they were doing and get my name up on the wall and how much they were squatting. I was comparing myself to them. I hated it. I hated being sore, right, all that stuff. I thought it was going to take me away from playing better basketball, and I tried to do that all year round. It just And, and now looking back, like I wish I would have just had somebody kind of tell me um, what to do. Um, and to be in this industry today and where we're at, I mean, the ability to help people, uh, avoid what I went through, but also have fitness change the life of losing 20 to 30 pounds. Like I did my freshman year of college, gaining the confidence to be able to do whatever it is in your life that you want to do. Getting out of pain was my big one for, for the strength training. All of those reasons, helped me out and and Randy my original mentor like staying with me when I and, and, and investing time you know volunteering basically time in me to ask me have, help me ask questions and some of the other guys that I trained with with Josh and and uh, and Tyler um, those guys really really helped me out the most like to kind of get where I am today and, and now we're here and now I'm trying to kind of pay that back from the world standpoint and obviously the the trainer standpoint which is why Emily's here um, I want to help her be the best and, and help her be a better coach and we would just want to help people um, and do that and we have a we, we're, we're, we're on our mission but we're nowhere near where we want to be uh, both globally but especially locally even right and there's a lot of big things that we want to be able to do and we're excited to be able to do them and continue doing them and now we're getting to share some of that on the podcast here which is part of that mission so um, that's kind of my story in a quick nutshell um, but I don't know if a lot of you know about Emily's so I think we, we, we're, we're looking forward to hearing more about her. And I might cut her off from time to time here because I'm going to have questions as well. Uh, but Emily, why, why, don't we, why don't we get to know you a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. Um, so kind of similar, but similar but different. I, it's funny you mentioned high school. It, I will also start in high school. And my story of the weight room in high school, in gym class, we had split the class in half. So half went to the weight room and half did pickleball. There was a girl in my class on the opposite side of my half. We looked very similar. The coach and teacher at the time, he was also our coach for, he was a wrestling coach, couldn't tell us apart. And I would always go to the weight room and she would always go play pickleball. So I was the one who was like, I love this lifting stuff. This is great. Like, I want to do more of this. Um, so we would always switch back and forth. So on her weight room days, I would actually go in her place and just be her. And she would always play pickleball because I didn't want to play pickleball. Hindsight, eh, probably not the smartest idea, but we got away with it quite a few times. Um, and it's funny now looking back on that, really the only lift I remember is the high hex bar deadlift. But it was it was fun. And I think the weight room has kind of been in all aspects of my life um, for, for quite a while. So... I also went to college at UWL, uh, originally started for physical therapy, thinking I was also going to pursue physical therapy. 
And through my kind of volunteer and shadow semesters, when I started in school, I uh, realized that I didn't really want to be on that like reactive side, like after people got hurt. There was a very specific instance when I was shadowing and someone's homework was walking up and down the stairs and they weren't doing it as a 14 year old uh, ACL reconstruction. And I just couldn't wrap my mind around like, oh, she wants to go back and play soccer so badly, but she doesn't want to walk up and down the stairs. And that was very hard for me to like envision myself in that monotony of, oh, like we're gonna do this. I wanted things to be a little bit different. I wanted to maybe prevent that from happening in the first place. So she wasn't even in that situation to begin with uh, and, and train on that side of things. So I started looking into kind of that, again, proactive side uh, and found corporate wellness. So that's where I started uh, in college and then after college as well. So my professional internship I did with USAA out in Colorado Springs. And there we did all sorts of recreation events. Um, so we had a whole rec sports field, did a little bit more sport uh, coaching, if you will. Also started personal training there um, in more of a one-on-one -on -one setting. Um, so I started that at USA as well. And then some group exercise uh, had started in college and then just continued. So more of that traditional group exercise. I loved the working with people part. Um, I loved the training part, and I loved all of the things that I got to do there uh, in terms of every day was different. And I think that's one thing that really brought me into this was, hey, this is all different, and I've just always wanted to see how different and how much I could do in terms of that. Like, it's not just fitness. We get to talk to people about nutrition and talk to people about movement and talk to people about like, our, you know, apps or our segment before this was on walking, right? Like all the different aspects that fitness can affect in someone's life has really drawn me into it. Um, fast forward a couple years down the road, corporate started getting as corporate is with a little bit more, my job started turning into a little bit more paperwork uh, at a different wellness facility. And I didn't love working with Excel uh, spreadsheets as much as I loved working with people. So I sought out more coaching opportunities, uh, and that's when I started with Unity in September of 2018. Three years, yeah. Yeah, 2018 um, is when I, I started with Unity and have been, again, more working with people than spreadsheets, though, again, there was spreadsheets for a short amount of time in there as well, but much more people, uh, people than spreadsheets. So again, that weightlifting has kind of, or strength training and weightlifting has kind of gone through uh, from high school on, but now just being able to really share that with other people and affect people's lives and change people's lives in so many ways beyond kind of just how much weight they can lift in the gym. There's a few funny notes you, you had there um, with kind of like your thing. And my, my thing is I can't believe you missed out on one of the best sports of all time, pickleball. I know. I love pickleball now. I own yeah. pickleball paddles. It's great. But yeah. for some reason, that just wasn't in, it wasn't the thing in high school. Pickleball and handball were like my two favorite units in, in, in gym <laughs> class in high school. And I like, I always like just envied when we, or uh, treasured when we had those. And I was envious when we didn't have those. And then we, some days we get to pick whatever we want and everybody would always vote. Like it, we'd always lose one vote by handball or pickleball, right? And I was just pissed. 
the whole time. Yeah, I think I did one day, and then we realized he couldn't tell us apart. We yeah. just kept switching. <laughs> That's awesome, though. The The other part, like this whole thing, guys, I want you guys to understand, too, is Emily and I both going to school, physical therapy, both treasure helping people, valuing people's journey, but we, we both value strength training, right? We It's the old adage that Alan, I think, started Alan Cosgrove again, referencing him, which I will a lot is strength training is kind of like that cheat code for life of everything that we can do and we know how much it can change people's lives and how it can affect in so many different ways uh, kind of like the similar thing we talked about like walking and what it can do like strength training has that effect for for the fitness side of things um, but Emily and I are very much introverted people and it's kind of one of those things where you're listening to this we have an outlet for us to talk about and, and hear from us and uh, we've spent most of our lives, if not all of our lives, being introverted, gathering information, waiting to be the ones to say something, but also like not saying anything to you if we don't need to, right? And now we we, we do that for a living where we, we're, we're trying to talk to people and trying to get the word out, trying to help these people uh, find solutions for their lives based on what we think they need. And it's just kind of cool to be in this situation now in this, in this environment with her, uh, being two introverts, fitness professionals, and then sharing this information with you, but now you kind of have both of our backgrounds that started very, very similarly. Like my major in college was physics, so I was a lab rat. I didn't want to talk to people. I just wanted to be like in front of a computer running data, right, the whole time. And um, hundreds and hundreds of hours in the lab, hundreds and hundreds of hours in physical therapy. Now I go and have to, like I have to approach people and engage with people every day, which is also pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I was never, physics was never my thing. I was a bio major for like a day and then I realized that they had an exercise in sports science and I, I switched to that pretty pretty rapidly uh, after that. Even if I, I was still PT, but I already, I immediately switched uh, into not that. <laughs> Biology was not going to be my thing. I mean, UWL has a phenomenal science program of all of those. Uh, they had a really, really good exercise science program when you were yeah. there. It's still really good now, just a lot of turnover. Some of the mm-hmm. faces that were there that were when it was very well-known uh, aren't mm-hmm. as well-known now. Um, but some of the there, there's a lot of other local colleges in the state and in the area that have kind of uh, pumped up their exercise sports science game as well. Uh, but UWL is very much a pioneer, and they're still leading a lot of the research for a lot of stuff. Their, their research is published there quite a bit. They have some mm-hmm. big-time research. Carl Foster was a major, major part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's now retired, I believe. I'm 99% sure. I'm almost positive, yeah. Yeah, but just like an incredible program to go to. They have a top-notch physical therapy program, mm-hmm. um, which is why it's so hard, damn hard to get into. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff to it. Uh, but here we are, you know, now doing what we, in my mind, are meant to do and love doing it. And that's where we're really excited to share that information on this podcast going forward. Um and kind of giving you a little bit more of maybe a, like I said, a fresh take on things from an introverted perspective, somebody who's going to be, for the most part, you and I are very calculated uh, on what we say before we say it, right? We're not just going to come off the cuff very much, but at the same time, uh, we, we, we can when, when needed to. Uh, we're, we're gatherers of information, right? That, that seems to be very analytical based for us. And, and uh, we're happy to share it. We're excited to share this stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's cool. Anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. Uh, we're excited to do this uh, once yeah. again. But uh, next week, what are we talking about next week? What's the main topic next week? Oh, what gosh. do you want to talk about? We've got a, we've got a bunch of topics here, guys, and we're going to do them in seasons, and we don't know how many of the episodes we're going to go yet. Obviously, we know this is episode one, season one. That's about as far as we've gotten. But uh, looking at this, what do you what do you got there? 
Um, do you want to talk about if you can train fat loss forever? That was Ooh, one of yeah. our brainstormed ones. That can was you train for fat loss forever? Yeah. High on yeah. the list. Yeah, we can, we can talk about that. So next week, season one, episode two, we'll be discussing the main topic of can you train for fat loss forever? That's what we'll be covering in, in next week's. Until then, let us know your thoughts on what we can kind of cover and do better, uh, what you'd like us to talk about. We're always going to be looking for topics, even though we have a handful here that we want to discuss um, many. And, and some of this, guys, we as, as uncontroversial as Emily and I are, we, we're hoping to stir up a little bit of stuff here, right, with our fresh takes, our surprising takes on some of this. But more importantly, we're hoping that we... Uh, are allowing you to think. I think there's too many podcasts out there just telling people what to do and and there's no good proof behind it besides like one person doing it where some of that will come out on us but we want you to make that decision for yourself by thinking it through and doing what's best for you so that you can live that best life. I agree. I'm excited to kind of dive into everything. Take the information, apply the information uh, as it's applicable to your life and kind of like Jordan said, just ponder and think if you're not sure where to apply quite yet uh or share it with someone who who you might think it does apply to yeah or reach out to us we can help too absolutely all right guys until then see you next week cheers bye everybody